Welcome to Sacred Spaces, Design Psychology 101, a podcast series by award-winning author, trainer, speaker, certified design psychology coach, certified interior environment coach, and certified feng shui consultant and yoga teacher, Sherry Burton Stein. This new series will help you reprogram your energy, transform your interior space, and reset your life. Let's get started. This is an exciting episode today. I have Tiffany Hammer from Tiffany Hammer Designs who will be talking to us about the use of crystals in the home. And I've been following Tiffany for about five or six years now, and we've become Instagram friends. And um, in so doing, we've rooted each other on with what we do. And let me tell you a little bit about Tiffany. Tiffany is a certified coach and crystal healer, and she is a purveyor of ethically sourced exquisite minerals. She works with people who have tried it all, who've read it all, and logically understand where they're at or even how they've gotten there, and those who are adjusting to new perspectives and experiences. What she offers is to coach change for more peaceful and magical living. This can boost self-esteem and more positive outlooks on life if you are open to it. She is an expert at understanding crystals and can answer any questions about how to use crystals in the home. So I am happy to bring on Tiffany Hammer of Tiffany Hammer Designs today. So let's get into the questions with Tiffany. And Tiffany, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm so glad that we can connect and that this all worked out. I'm just very delighted to be here. Awesome. Well, first of all, I wanted to say that I've been following Tiffany for, I guess, I don't know, five or six years. I don't know how long I've been following Tiffany. And she has just been amazing. I've been watching her grow her audience, watching her grow her brand. And a like follows like. And I feel like we're soul sisters. And I'm really thrilled to hear a little bit about Tiffany's journey to where she is now. So Tiffany, let's let's start with telling our listeners a little bit about you, how you got started, and how did you journey to working with crystals? Well, that is a good question. And first of all, you've been following me for five years. I'm a little bit fangirling right now. <laughs> Thank you. Long time lurker, first time caller. (laughs) Awesome, awesome, awesome. So how I got started working with crystals is that I spent about 10 years now and I had a really close college friend of mine who lives out of state and she was going through a really tumultuous time in her life and she started collecting crystals and as I went to visit her during this time, she was like, I can't explain it, but I think you might like them too. I wouldn't recommend them if there wasn't something to it. If anything, they're pretty. Ooh. And so I was like, okay, this is quite the glowing endorsement from someone I trust. 
but I like pretty things. And <laughs> let's go from there. So that's kind of the first introduction was seeing how they started to make a benefit in her life. And so I was at a farmer's market in Northern California in the fall of 2011. And I was with her and I was like, well, how do you pick a crystal? Like, how do I know it's my crystal? Which one do you go for? And her advice was just like, just pick up the one that you keep coming back to whatever one you keep wanting to touch or pick up or one you keep kind of looking at. That's the one that's connecting with you. So go for that. So I picked up that day, a Labradorite pendant and Labradorite is beautiful. It is Uh often black or really silvery and it has flashes of rainbow colors in it. It's a feldspar. And so it has a shimmery underlayer to it. So you can see teals and golds and purples. And so I picked up this pendant and I started wearing it every single day for Uh probably two years. And what I like to do is that now I really encourage this, but when you have a new crystal, carry it with you on its own by itself for a couple of days or a week, and then go look at its properties. And Mm -hmm. so I carried it with me and I was like, okay, crystal, you're in my life now. Like, let's see what (laughs) magic we got. And I went and looked up what Labradorite does and Labradorite is a stone that invites magic into your life. So if you've been stuck in kind of the same old, same old or feeling like your life is just monotonous or that there's no shimmer or sparkle in it, Labradorite Mm -hmm. can open you up to start to see things between the lines, to Mm. see the delight in even the most mundane aspects to it because there's meaning everywhere if you look for it. And Labradorite really started me on a trajectory of doing things that I was already doing, but deepening those practice. So I started meditating, but I hadn't really developed a meditation practice. You know, like I would go on YouTube and listen to like a five minute meditation or, you know, Mm -hmm. podcast and listen to something. But Labradorite was a stone that really invited me to interact with it because you'd get lost in its colors, get lost in its different flashes. And that to me was a really wonderful gateway into deepening my meditation practice. I found that my ego voice or the voice that tells me that I have so many things else to be doing at that time got Mm -hmm. a lot quieter as I was kind of entranced by this crystal. And that deepening meditation practice really led me to a soulful connection that, hey, there might be something more here to this. Mm, okay, that sounds really cool. So then you went from there to just starting to work with your clients with this? That first part of my journey, I would say for the 2011 to about, I started working with crystals intentionally when I opened my business in 2015. Mm-hmm. And so between 2011, and 2015, I was really trying all sorts of different crystals. Like which one was I drawn to? Which one helped me Mm -hmm. with this? I was in a really toxic work environment at the time. And I was having a lot of trouble of releasing the stress in both the environment of the office, as well as absorbing other people's stress and things Mm. that could not. And I think that's common for a lot of people, especially if you're highly sensitive or empathic, that like you can be a sponge to your environment, to other people's attitudes, to bad way or bad energy in the space. Right. (laughs) So in my- I I feel you because that's exactly what what led me to doing what I'm doing now. So go ahead. Yeah. So in that 
I started working with crystals very mindfully. Okay, which crystals can help me communicate and express Mm -hmm. myself without the stress of it? So I'd bring in some blue lace agate or some lapis lazuli into meetings with me. I would be sitting in meetings with my notebook and my water bottle and crystals around me and people started asking me about them. And I was like, well, I'm working with trying to better express myself or I'm trying to be more careful with my words or I'm trying to let things go. And just, it started showing me that there is this kind of, energetic pathway that you can follow that crystals Mm. calibrate to and really enhance your intention behind it. And when I left that job, I actually stashed crystals in different meeting rooms (laughs) for other people to have like more sacred spaces in that office building because I wanted to plant a little love and magic behind when I left. (laughs) They're probably still tucked into a couple bookshelves, I'm sure. (laughs) You're my type of girl. You really are. Like, God. I'm going to leave my trail of glitter and magic behind me. (laughs) That's right. So when people come to you, how do you work with them? Like if I was interested in learning more about crystals and I'm trying to, for example, create a safe and secure home, what would you tell me I would need to do in order to facilitate that? What types of crystals should I have? Where should they be? That kind of thing. Absolutely. So the first questions that I usually ask people are, are these crystals that you want to carry with you or are they going to be in a specific place? Are they going to be in your office with you or are they going to be in your home? Are you looking for something personal or more decorative? You know, just Mm -hmm. some logistics questions that I think anybody who's worked Mm -hmm. in a home space or helping to craft a home space for someone, you know, what's the mood and Mm -hmm. function here? Kind of the same crystals, like what kind of Mm -hmm. harmony, what emotional energy do you want in your home and where's it going to be? And so... Mm -hmm. I ask those questions of like, is this going to be a kid's room? Is this going to be um, for your home? And Mm -hmm. the ones that I really like that I always recommend for anybody who comes in and is looking to balance the energy of their home is black tourmaline and Mm. selenite. Those two go together very well for me. They perform two ends of the Taurus spectrum. And so the Taurus is an energetic field where you have energies that are flowing down from like the ground up and then Uh cascading back down. And then simultaneously energies that move down into the ground and then back up. So you have these kind of two sides of the flowing energy and I'm kind of doing like a wipe on wipe off hand direction Uh right now to get the idea of where that energy flows. And what black tourmaline does is black tourmaline and I recommend black tourmaline at minimum, mm-hmm. by a front door or back door or by your garage door. Mm-hmm. And it, beyond that, I would even go so far to say, if you want to go full intentional with it, I would say a black tourmaline and a selenite in every single corner of your house or mm. on the four corners of your property. Because what black tourmaline does is black tourmaline is an energetic vacuum, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. It means that it takes all the frenetic energies in a space and helps to recycle them back into the earth. It's kind of like a deep grounding breath in yoga. So it pulls all the energies into the ground for them to be transmuted and then recycled back into the earth and neutralized. Black tourmaline is a protection. So if you carry black tourmaline on your body or in your immediate space, it gives your aura kind of a bubble of protection, kind of like a Teflon shield. So you're not being so energetically drained by other people's attitudes or confused at where your emotional boundaries are and where someone else's 
are. I also is one that can help with neutralizing free radicals in the air. So that can Mm -hmm. mean if you are very sensitive to electronic stimulation, blue light stimulation, I live in Houston, and so there's a lot of problematic environmental areas, in, especially East Houston. But if you have like mm-hmm. water or lots of power lines or refineries near your neighborhood, black tourmaline can help to neutralize some of that uh, excessive ions that are in the air and neutralize them so you're not feeling so drained or fatigued for no reason. And I'll give you an anecdote. So I always have a piece of black tourmaline by my front door. And since I started getting into crystals, I would say probably since like 2012, I've had a piece on my door. In one house that I was moving into, for two weeks, I didn't have a piece of black tourmaline by my door. And that's the only time I've ever had any sort of like activity around my home that was sketchy. I had my wallet stolen out from my front door. Like someone opened my front door and stole my wallet that was sitting right next to it. And I swear it's because I didn't have black tourmaline there for the first time. (laughs) You'll see this very common. And especially if you go back and talk to like early crystal healers, because the crystal healing movement kind of started in the 60s and 70s, as did a lot of this kind of new age, higher consciousness in the collective space. Yeah. But Putting the black tourmaline in four corners of your property or four corners of your home gives it a real grounded and steady foundation feeling. And I feel like with any sacred space, especially your home where you're retiring or during this pandemic where we're spending so much more time at home, Mm -hmm. black tourmaline just allows you to feel like, ah, I feel steady here. And then with the selenite to complement that grounding energy is that selenite acts as a energy, it pulls all the energies into a space and brings Mm -hmm. them to the highest possible vibration for everyone. So it finds this happy median of different people's attitudes, of different people's energy from their day. And it helps to create this peaceful, harmonious, ethereal quality to it. So I like the two together because it helps to clear the air, literally. If you've walked into a room where you're like, man, I can feel the tension in here. Like it's so thick, you can cut it with a knife. (laughs) Yeah, Selenite is what will help clear that energy out. It pulls all the energies from like the lower to the ground and pulls them up higher and allows them to be enlightened so that it doesn't feel so stagnant. So let me ask you this, when you're grounding your home Mm -hmm. with these two crystals, and particularly with the black tourmaline, can you put it outside or is it best to place it inside by your door? You could do both. I mean, I've had black tourmaline outside my door where I've lived in a space where like a black rock by my front door is not going to draw any attention to it. I've also kept it just tucked inside right by the baseboard, just in a corner, like a little black rock. Mm -hmm. If you're going to grid your property or your home or your lot, I would recommend Mm -hmm. burying the black tourmaline in the four corners. And what you can do is, this is something that I walk through a lot of homeowners or renters or tenants through their property is if you bury it in the four corners and you should activate the grid, meaning thanking the earth, thanking the crystals for creating a safe space for you. So as you're burying each one, like just taking a second to say, you know, thank you for bringing safety and security to my home. Thank you for bringing grounding. Any intentions that you want to say, like, I hope that this is a good place for our next chapter for our family, or if this is a place of healing, whatever intentions that you want to additionally add to that, the better. Because I think as with anything, 
the more mindfulness and the more intention that you pour into it, the more you feel that in response to it. So when you walk around your property and you're doing this like, thank you to the earth, thank you to the crystals, thank you to your home space, you can leave those there when you leave that property. But you can also deactivate the crystal grid in the black tourmaline by thanking it again and then removing the crystals. But I like to pay it forward. So once they're kind of buried in the earth and you've gone through this experience to really provide safe space for your family, I think it's great to pay mm-hmm. that forward. And so if you are moving and you have these four pieces buried, then leave them buried for the next for the next. Yeah, person. exactly. It's kind of like in Jewish faith traditions, they leave the blessing at the door And they get a Mm -hmm. new one for the next family that's moving in. And I love this kind of continuance of community. And I think that that can be the same with crystals as well. Oh, wow. You are so awesome. Okay. So would this help with people right now as we are entering 2021 and a lot of things are happening around the world and nationally? And there's a lot of trauma out there and people are feeling not at peace and we just went through the grounding and safety. Are there other crystals that people can use in their homes to kind of help them with calming down from traumatic experiences of things that this beyond their control? Because of COVID right now, we're still, majority of us are still in our homes, working, raising kids, tutoring, what have you. What can you say about how one can not be affected about things that are going on around them or nationally or internationally that they have no control over? I think this is such a good question. Just in the collective consciousness, what we're all going through right now, like you said, is trauma. And as a white person, what we're going Mm -hmm. through right now isn't surprising to me because I've studied history. I've taken classes in undoing institutional racism. I'm very aware that there's a couple of layers of trauma going on for different communities of people. And I feel like there's no escaping that. No matter who you are or where you're at right now, we are carrying a heavy emotional load. And some of the crystals that I recommend is black tourmaline I recommend for everyone. It's kind of my go for all. If you feel like your house is haunted, black tourmaline will help. If you've gone through periods of excessive emotion, Black tourmaline will help you kind of at that point of you've cried so much and you're just feeling empty. Black tourmaline can help (laughs) feel grounded again so you can start to fill your cup back up. So black tourmaline is a fantastic one. If your heart is feeling especially heavy and you're feeling really just like you're grieving, I'd recommend pink Mm -hmm. tourmaline because it has that grounding property, but it specifically pink tourmaline works with the heart chakra. So it grounds your Mm -hmm. heart space. And It's like giving your heart a soft space to land. And the other ones that I'd recommend for anxiety, I highly recommend lipidolite or kunzite. What gives those crystals their color is a naturally high occurring lithium content. So if you think of what lithium is used for in clinical treatment, it's often for assuaging panic attacks and anxiety. Well, having that crystal that has lithium in it can also give you that vibrational synergy of lithium without having to take it internally. And so lipidolite, kunzite have these really calming, relaxing 
aspects to them. I recommend lipidolite and kunzite with tourmaline for a lot of people who do have anxiety, but also for hyperactive kids. This is not abnormal to them because this is their new normal, right? They don't know what life was like 10 years ago or 20 years ago and what normalcy in that way is. And so adjusting to the emotional energies of a parent's changing emotional identity can be very tumultuous for a child. And so I think lipidolite is a great one to keep in kids' bedrooms or your own bedroom if you are having a hard time with insomnia or anxiety-related sleep distress or disorder. The other one I'd recommend as well is I love for sleeping spaces, Celestite. Celestite is a really lovely, kind of a cloudy blue color that has these really lovely rainbows to it and a really lovely like clustery texture to it. So it kind of looks like a very mineral cloud, but it can help with angelic communication and really ethereal, airy qualities to it. So I feel like that's another great one to kind of clear the air and clear the stress from your home. Amethyst is very popular because it does provide a sense of groundedness and protection, spiritually protective. So if you are highly sensitive or empathic, amethyst can be one to help you establish your boundaries, but also one of sobering attitudes. And this is something that I feel very strongly about as I've been on my own sober curious journey for a couple of years. But we have a culture over the last 10 years that has been increasingly marketed towards drinking and kind of making it more common to drink more and more. And so I feel like amethyst Mm. helps to balance that watching and being more mindful with your consumption. And I think this is important with anything that can be consumed. So whether it's alcohol, food or shopping or numbing out, whatever we use to mindlessly detach, I think amethyst can help us become more present and make choices that are more holistic and supporting our journey and in our present moment. And amethyst looks beautiful in the home. You can get crystals of it. You can get clusters of it. I mean, people are really drawn to its purple qualities. And historically, amethyst has been used since like ancient Greece times for sobriety, for detoxing. And so you'll see some crystal healers actually recommend keeping amethyst in the bathroom because it helps with that purification of your system. Mm. And so having amethyst in your bathroom can be very helpful with also helping to decrease your own kind of waste that you're carrying in your body space or your physical space as well. Awesome. I have a bunch of amethyst. I kind of had a feeling you might be. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good to hear. So you're just really dropping a lot of knowledge here and I absolutely love it. So what are some things we should look for when we select and purchase a crystal? Are there certain places we should not buy crystals from? How do we know that where we're buying or purchasing crystals, particularly if they're online, that we're making a good purchase and that we are getting good quality of the crystal itself? This is such a good question. I get this often because when I am selling crystals or when I'm offering crystals to my clients, I will tell you exactly what I do in my own practice, which is I will look for pieces if I'm looking online, which I know can be difficult. Some people are much more tactile and rather hold them, pick them up, see them. So if you have a crystal shop in your community, I'd recommend going and doing a walkthrough, seeing what you're drawn to. And if you find a piece of ocean jasper or chrysocolla or 
whatever crystal that you like in that store, just quickly do a Google search and like see if the price for something comparable in size is the same or if it's in the same ballpark. That, when I first started getting into crystals, was really helpful for me and understanding what is the value of the piece that I'm investing in. Because crystals can be collector's items. They can be big ticket items, especially if you are purchasing larger pieces for your space. Some of those can come with a thousand dollar plus price tag if it is a substantial piece that you're putting on your coffee table or in your entryway or even smaller gemstones on a smaller scale. What I like to do is one, just price check, see if it's egregiously overpriced compared to others of that. That's kind of a red flag to me. I recommend being very careful with buying on Instagram because size is deception. When you're seeing something on your Instagram two by two square photo, what looks big in that photo might come back to you and be the size of your thumbnail. I'm very careful with looking at price versus size in that, especially in the Instagram or social media feed space. But most Mm -hmm. importantly is making sure that you are getting your crystals from a reputable dealer who does their due diligence to make sure that your crystals are ethically sourced or mined. And this is something that has been increasingly, I'm glad to see that it's become increasingly more talked about, but it's also something that I'm very, very conscientious of because most crystals that you find for decorative or personal use on the market are often byproducts of commercial mining for other purposes, whether that's mineral extraction, whether that's, like I mentioned, kunzite earlier. Kunzite is actually being mined in Afghanistan and Pakistan right now aggressively for its lithium content to be extracted, to put into pharmaceuticals. And so the kunzite that is discarded is the ones that we see on the market often, unless it's gemstone grade. And there Mm. are specific areas of the earth where there is conflict or I mean, we've all heard about blood diamonds, but that can also be the case for some of your crystal friends. And so when I'm going to trade shows or when I'm doing works directly with vendors or miners, I'm looking at what is their business practice? I have a family that I work with in Peru whose family has been doing this for like three or four generations and they mine the most beautiful chrysocolla and pyrite and they have their own Palo Santo sustainable farm for that endangered tree. And so I know that when I'm doing work with them, not only am I getting crystals that are beautiful, but I'm also supporting someone's family and I'm supporting that generation of crystal farmers in a sense. Also looking at carved crystals or polished crystals. Who's doing that? Are they being paid fair wages? And those are questions that I think are really important. But also as a consumer, you can ask that from crystal shops that you like. Hey, I had a question. Where do you get your crystals? Do you work with your vendors to make sure that they are equitable in their communities? Are they being fairly treated in that? The other thing to look out for is that there are crystals that can be considered fake or easily faked. And so you can usually tell the difference between fake crystals and real crystals by a texture. If you Mm. touch like a window pane or like a glass, you can tell Mm -hmm. how cold that is naturally to the touch, but it has a very specific density, glass does. And so crystals that Mm -hmm. are faked, quartz, fluorites are two that I often see most commonly duped. And they're just becoming colored glass as opposed to quartz. And you can feel that in the density of picking up a quartz versus picking up a fake quartz. When Mm -hmm. you are doing shopping online, 
comparing and contrasting what else is out there. Like if you like an Ocean Jasper from this specific dealer and you haven't seen anything like that before, then go and look at some other examples of what good quality Ocean Jasper looks like so you can compare that. I like crystals for my own that have good thumb grooves that I obviously know where I'm getting them from, but Mm -hmm. also looking at how have they gotten to you? If you're looking at this crystal shop online, do they feel like inventory or do they feel like friends? Because crystals, if you are like me and are like both feet in the water now within the crystal and journey, I believe as Nicholas Tesla said that crystals are nonetheless a living being because crystals grow Mm. from the earth, not unlike plants, not unlike animals, not unlike humans. They have a specific set of circumstances they grow through. Heat, pressure, gas, water. Some crystals are billions or millions of years old, so they've persisted for so long. I have a Lemurian quartz from Brazil that fell off a cave wall and continued to grow after it was fractured. And so there is some crystalline energy that's still trapped in that crystal that is finding harmony and balance with you, with your space, with all of it. And so you want to be really careful with where they're coming from because that energy is attached to it. And so I look for crystals that feel good. Like, do they have a special sparkle to them? Running through my intuition check, do they feel like mine? Do they really resonate with me? Sometimes I get Mm. crystals at home goods. I feel particularly like with home goods because I've seen more and more crystals there. I've seen a lot of high margins, even still discounted for home goods. But sometimes I feel like I'm rescuing crystals there. Like, I'm going to give you a great home. Come with me. <laughs> no, like, if I find something there, I, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, you're a home goods crystal." Instead, it's like, "No, I know that you're going to be loved in my space, so please come home with me." You want to feel that kinship oh, with them, and I think that if you have that feeling with it, then go for it. But to also be responsible about, you know, sourcing crystals that are from places that are at least asking those questions or are considerate of the impact that it has in communities far away from the United States or even in the United States. And crystals that I generally am careful with are any crystals that I see from China. There is a big fake Mm -hmm. mineral market in China. And so being careful that it's not, if you find a price that's too good to be true, there's probably a reason. Like something wrong. Yeah. Um, And the other crystals to be careful of being faked, like I said, some quartz and fluorite varieties, but malachite is often faked. Malachite is a beautiful green stone that has, it grows in stalactites. So, you know, those things that hang off of cave ceilings that are like long and skinny that look like cave icicles. Malachite grows like that. And so does amethyst. And so like they have these beautiful circular patterns to it, but malachite should have a hard, cold texture to it or something that's known as fibrous malachite, which looks velvety, but is actually very tactile. Malachite in its Mm -hmm. polished form, if it looks too circular or too groovy, it might be faked. And so I would just recommend, because malachite I've seen a lot in home interior design since I started my business, really get more and more popular because Mm -hmm. that green is such a heart expansive, like alluring color to just be careful about if it's real or not. Malachite can be faked very easily. And yeah, that's the one that I've been seeing a lot of. I just want to say this has been, oh my God, such a great conversation. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge 
I'm writing things down as you've been talking. And I also wanted to know, how can my listeners find you? Where are you on social media? I know we follow each other on Instagram. So what's your Instagram handle? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Tiffany C. Hammer or in my Facebook group, Rock On With Tiffany, or my website, tiffanychammer.com. And I'm going to have to give you a write-up because we didn't even go into the crystals in each bedroom or each room of the house. And I have a list for that. So maybe I can share that with you and you can make an Instagram post or something that you could share with your followers as well. You know what? Go ahead and share Okay. As I said earlier, your must for home protection and sanctity and just good vibes all around. Black tourmaline and selenite in combination with one another. For kids, okay. play spaces, bedrooms, the ones that I really like for children specifically are lipidolite, like we talked about, but manganocalcite and ocean jasper. Manganocalcite is the crystal that I recommend most for Mothers of newborns who are going through sleep training, mangano calcite, mm-hmm. what I love about it is that it makes you feel welcomed at home on earth. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about like a little kid coming from the other side and now they're in this physical density and like, what is all this stuff? It can be really energetically shocking for their spiritual sense of self. So mangano calcite is like, okay, I remembered that I incarnated for a reason. I'm here and I'm safe. So I love mangano calcite. I've seen, I've also just heard from so many moms that it really helps kids with sleep training. The other one for nurseries I would recommend is pink amethyst. It can help foster better communication between parents and children. Rose quartz is great anywhere in your home and very specifically in your feng shui love corner, which is the far right corner from your entryway. Putting rose quartz or ruby or garnet there, rhodonite, stones that foster love and heart connection, self-esteem, passion. That all lives in your love corner, which is the far right from your front door. Your far left corner in feng shui is your wealth and abundance corner. So you're going to want to put citrine, pyrite, jade, maybe a money tree plant, peridot, things that increase, things that are magnets for abundance. So peridot, citrine, pyrite, jade are all ones that help to either increase wealth, build wealth, or create a magnet for wealth to find you. So far left corner of your home. For your bedroom, I recommend Mm -hmm. smoky quartz, lipidolite, celestite, blue appetite. If you are someone who wants to connect more with your dream space, blue appetite on your nightstand can make your dreams more vivid and in color. And then also mangano calcite. I also sleep with the black tourmaline underneath my bed for, again, that extra grounding space and protection while you're sleeping, because some people believe that you might be off in other adventurous dimensions or lands when you dream. And so you want to keep your body safe. So I like having some black tourmaline underneath your bed, just in case. Amethyst is also great in the bedroom because it fosters connection between people. So having amethyst in your room can really help between you and your partner. For your entryway, black tourmaline again, rose quartz is just a really great way to greet someone warmly into your home. Selenite to help again kind of slough off any energies that are coming from the outside the home in. Your living room, clear quartz is beautiful, especially like big quartz clusters because clusters diffuse energy in all the directions that those points are in. I also like apophyllite for your living room because it is such a high vibrational it feels like 
pure peace to me. Apophyllite is so beautiful. I can't help but always go into a crystal store and pick up a piece of Apophyllite and take it home with me. I just think it has the loveliest energy. Mookite, any jaspers are also great for living rooms because they help with humor and a sense of joy. So I love Jasper for that. And then for your bathroom, we talked about amethyst. I also love other grounding stones because in Feng Shui, our bathrooms are very aligned with water elements. So having too much Mm -hmm. water can throw the imbalance out. So bringing in Mukite Jasper or I would recommend even just a really beautiful piece of petrified wood. I love petrified wood can help with also anti-aging and cellular rejuvenation. So having that near your skincare or your beauty products can help with the synergy of that as well. Wow. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I I am just so excited to just hear about all these different Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to really listen to this podcast like six or seven times to make sure I get everything. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me here. And Chris, also tell me again how our listeners can find you. If you have any questions or if your listeners have any questions, you can find me on Instagram at Tiffany C. Hammer. My website is TiffanyCHammer.com and my Facebook group is Rock On With Tiffany. I'm always happy to answer any questions from any crystal lurkers. You don't have to get crystals from me. I'm always happy to help identify. I just want people to feel the joy and excitement of the mineral realm because if you're open to it, it's amazing how much progress and peace and joy and getting back to a place of neutrality. Because I think that's really what peace is, is just a state of neutral presence so that you can respond versus react. And crystals really can help you find that harmony within your own experience and within your space. Well, rock on. Love it. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to join your Facebook page. Thank you again. And let's stay in touch because there may be some opportunities for us to do some stuff together. And I really am fascinated and very impressed with your interview today. So again, thank you. Deep bow to you and you enjoy the rest of your day. Wow. How about that interview with Tiffany? She has such a wealth of knowledge about crystals. And I'm so excited that she was available to speak with us about the power of crystal energy in the home. And I believe it complements very well to creating feel-good spaces. And speaking of feel-good spaces and understanding the power of crystal energy... I thought I would just take some time to read a portion of my chapter in Landing on Your Feet and Putting Down Roots, chapter 13, which is the ritual of crystal energy. And it reads, your interior environment matters in bringing yourself positive energy. Positive energy such as happiness, love, and peace will always enhance your interior space. So it is important to stay in a conducive environment. Negative energy will always influence your emotions, physical being, and mental ability. So having crystals around you is a powerful way to nurture your physical, psychological, and spiritual well-being. And with that, my friends, I want to close this segment or this episode of 
sacred spaces. You can find me on Instagram at sbwaligned. My website is sbwaligned.com. And you can find me on Facebook as well at sbwaligned. And until then, my friends, stay safe, stay well, and stay healthy.